listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Monday, the 22nd of November 2021. Later... There is a fourth wave of COVID in certain parts of the world, namely Europe and the US. So the markets are a bit worried about that. We'll take a closer look in a few moments. But first to house prices and the Commonwealth Bank is forecasting a correction in values after a 22% surge in Australia this year. It's expecting prices to rise modestly next year by 7%, but then falling by around 10% in 2023. It follows ANZ's predictions of a 4% decline in 2023. It made that call last week. So for more, I spoke with the Commonwealth Bank's Head of Australian Economics earlier today, Gareth Aird. Gareth, at what stage of the home price cycle do you think we're in right now? We think we're in the twilight of it. Um, prices are still rising and they're expected to keep rising through to around the middle of next year. But it's pretty clear to us that the monthly growth rates are slowing. Uh, that's expected to continue to be the case as we move through next year, largely because those fixed home rates are actually moving a little bit higher. We think by the time we get to the end of next year, when we expect the Reserve Bank to raise interest rates, that'll mark the peak in home prices for this cycle. Can we go into more detail? So you're saying that home values will have risen by around 22% nationally by the end of this year. Surely these types of gains can't be sustained. So so where exactly do you see prices going? That's exactly right. Um, There's no way prices can continue to grow at the rate that they have been growing. I mean, it's been an exceptional year for growth in home prices right across the country. And you can thank record low interest rates for that. So as we move through next year, we think prices will still be rising, but at a slower pace, a moderating pace. And we think they'll rise by around about 7% more next year before hitting that peak. Um, the, the monthly, the, the data indicates already that things are moderating, but we've sort of got used to these very strong rates and we're kind of normalising you know, uh, monthly gains of over 1%. But at any other point in time, they are still very strong monthly growth rates. To what extent do you think house price growth is linked to record low interest rates? And what about the potential for the Reserve Bank to start lifting interest rates way ahead of what it is warning the market it will move? Look, it's all about interest rates. Um, It has been those cuts uh, in the cash rate which have resulted in very, very low uh, mortgage rates that have driven that incredible lift uh, in home prices. And as you get down towards zero, the lower interest rates go, the greater the impact of rate cuts, given that um, it's having a materially larger impact on the interest cost of servicing debt. So those incredibly low rates are really responsible for the big lifting uh, home prices that we've had. Uh, and it works the other way, of course. If, if interest rates are rising, then that's going to have a dampening impact on the housing market. So in a lot of ways, our forecast for home prices is very much conditional on what the Reserve Bank uh, does around the cash rate. Um, we think they're going to raise rates earlier than they themselves are flagging. And that's because we think uh, inflation is going to be higher than they do next year. We think the labour market is going to be a little bit tighter. And we think we're going to get wages growth coming through earlier than they expect. So that all feeds into our view that they end up raising the cash rate uh, earlier than they're te- telegraphing themselves. And of course, that then it lies at the heart of our, uh, our call for home prices to uh, move lower in 2023. It would just be very much a story of interest rates. The economy still should look very good. That's the whole reason that the Reserve Bank will be raising interest rates, but it will have, we think, a negative impact on home prices. 
Do you see any further pressures on household budgets? Will there be the, the potential for forced home sales and on, and on which types of properties if these types of things happen? No, look, the, um, a borrower is, is uh, assessed on their capacity to repay a loan at a much higher interest rate than where they actually take the loan. Uh, up until very re- recently, it was at least 2.5% higher, and APRA has increased that rate to 3%. So households are well positioned to um, absorb an increase in interest rates, but where we think the impact will come through on the housing market is more around what people are willing to pay for a home. Uh, as interest rates go higher, that does reduce your borrowing capacity, but it also weighs on the amount that people want, are willing to spend on a home given they're faced with higher mortgage repayments. So that's really the key channel uh, where we think higher interest rates will have an impact on the housing market. It's probably worth saying as well that we've seen falls like this before and not in, and in the recent past through, a lot of people have forgotten, but through 2017 into 2019, uh, national home prices fell by around 10%. So it wouldn't be anything new. I think at the end of the day, if the Reserve Bank is raising interest rates, that's a good story because it means we're at full employment with higher wages. Uh, but it will mean that home prices should fall just given that they've been driven higher by these incredibly low interest rates. To what extent do you think housing affordability is an issue right now, especially at a time when wages are still relatively low? Yeah, look, the housing affordability uh, is, is a tough one, really. In, in some sense, how home prices, uh, buy a home has become more affordable uh, in the short run anyway because of lower interest rates. But there's other things that, that have been tough, for, particularly for first home buyers, the fact that in a rising market where we've got record high house prices, you've got to save a lot of money uh, in terms of deposit. Uh, clearly, you're paying a lot of money in terms of stamp duty as well to transact in the property market. Gareth Ed there, the head of Australian economics at the Commonwealth Bank. Now to the Australian share market, which started the week on the back foot. The S&P ASX 200 down 0.6%, 7,353. Travel stocks took a big hit. It comes as COVID cases rise in the US and Europe, where Austria entered another lockdown. For more, I spoke earlier with Berman Invest's Julia Lee. Ricardo, we are seeing travel stocks not only here in Australia but globally being sold off and it is worries about that fourth wave of COVID-19 which is impacting on stocks. Over in Austria, we've heard that they will go into another uh, national lockdown and in Germany, we've seen restrictions on the unvaccinated uh, being re uh, reimposed. We have a look at over in the US. It's just been over a week where President Biden has lifted the emergency pandemic restrictions, which have impacted on travel for around about 20 months. So here in Australia, we're seeing stocks like flights enter down by about 6%. And we're also seeing Qantas down by 4%. What about the potential for spillover effects into the broader market, right? I mean, I've seen talk that it could delay rate hike expectations in Europe as a result. Could this have follow-up implications for other central banks, especially when we're already starting to talk about the potential for higher than expected uh, interest rate rises or earlier than expected interest rate rises here in Australia? Well, 2022 was always going to be about the great moderation. Last year, we saw GDP globally growing at about 6%. This year, it's been about 4.7%. And next year, it's expected to be about 3.5%. But of course, different economies are growing at different rates. And if we do see this fourth wave impacting economically on Europe, then we are going to see uh, those rate hike expectations being pushed down the road. Um, And so we're watching that COVID-19 fourth wave very closely, especially to see whether Australia might follow suit when it becomes our winter time. 
Is there any repricing going on at the moment? I mean, are we seeing a return to things like tech and growth stocks? Well, over in the US, we did see tech stocks surging, and that was the result of US Treasury yields falling. Um, but over here in Australia, we have seen a risk of sentiment where investors are rotating out of energy stocks, out of bank stocks, and out of tech stocks as well. Instead, they're moving into defensive areas like the consumer staples and supermarkets, the property stocks, as well as utilities, because these areas offer a high yield, which offer a buffer against potential capital loss. And Julia, as we approach the end of the year, I want to start something new with everyone that I speak to on these uh, daily broker crosses and get your take on what you think was the key corporate or economic event of the year to hit the markets. I think the biggest one is net zero, and that can be seen in uh, stock returns. We've seen stocks like Pilbara Minerals, Oracobre, as well as Linus, some of the best performers in 2021. And that's not only being driven by retail clients, but it's being driven by the highest levels of government policy, as well as how institutional funds are flowing. And no doubt this is a structural shift that's going to impact us for many decades. Julia Lee there from Berman Invest. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.